You are listening to the Half Full Gaming Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Half Full Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Zeke. And I'm your host, DJ. And today we're going to talk a little bit about... uh, the news first, and we're gonna go into some of the games coming out, and like the Nintendo Direct and uh, the movie just came out, and then the topic for today is gonna to be on Tomb Raider, like the whole, like a little bit of the history, a little bit of the movie, what we thought of it, a little bit of the, some of the games we've played, kind of just an overview of all things Tomb Raider. So that's going to lead us into how was our week, DJ? How was your week? It's good. It's going good. Um, I saw that movie. We actually both saw it. The movie that, that we keep avoiding is a Tomb Raider. Um, that was good, but I guess we'll talk about that a little bit more in the upcoming sections. Um, what games have you been playing? Games I've been playing. I've been playing Pokemon. Uh, getting ready for a tournament coming up next week. Pokemon.com is hosting an official tournament, so I've been breeding a team for that and training it and testing it. And, uh, Fancy. Yeah, yeah that's going to be cool. Um, I played a little bit of the Tomb Raider game this week. Um, Which one? The first one, the reboot from 2013. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, just Tomb Raider, just because I was itching to go back and play that. And I, I never beat it fully, but I've played like a, a large portion of it, probably like half of it. So I'm, yeah. I'm in that point where it's very interesting. So I just jumped in and played that for a couple hours. Um, uh, played some League of Legends this week with you. Played a little just bit of Rainbow. Just a bit with me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Played a little bit of Rainbow Six Siege with uh, a couple other friends but uh yeah that, that was my week a little bit of everything I actually played quite a bit of games this week uh, what did you play this week uh not too much i played quite a bit of league but besides that i didn't really play much else i uh i hit silver three in league i got placed like a little while ago and then i took kind of a break and then i just got back into it um so yeah I'm, i started at like get like silver five so working my way up see how I can get. So you're playing ranked games in League of Legends. Yeah, ranked League of Legends. Yeah, I'm. But playing it, I I, I was kind of goofing off at first, and I was playing just whatever I wanted to. But now I'm kind of like settling into like Jarvan Jungle and Lucian Bot, which are kind of like my two mains. That's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask what positions you were playing. So you're playing jungle and ADC. Yeah, I kind of alternate because like I find I just get bored if I play one either person or one champion a lot. So it kind of helps. Like if I get I have like a really bad game in the jungle or something where like I just get super counter invaded by like some guy who's climbing and like way better than me. Then it kind of discourages me. So I'm like, all right, screw this. I'm going to play, you know, bot lane Lucian. And I find I can carry pretty well on both Lucian and Jarvan. Because like right now, tanks, and honestly, always like nobody likes to play tanks. So it's good to have one. And I think he's just a really strong general tank. You know what I mean? I can mm-hmm. engage. He's got really good engage, really good team fight, really good ganks, really good, you know, really strong. All around. Sweet. Well, did you play anything else? Um, not really. No. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I've been watching some Parks and Rec with my wife. Oh, and I've I watched League of Legends as well. I watched. I've been. I caught up on a bunch of episodes that I missed when I was playing Monster Hunter a lot. Kind of. I wasn't really watching as much League, but I caught mm-hmm. up on the series, and they're doing. I think it's a this weekend is the last like 
today are the, the last set of games to determine who's going to be in the playoffs, and then playoffs start next week, I think. So. Okay, cool. Yep. Alrighty, so then I guess we can move into the news section. So, the, for the news, we have some upcoming games coming out this month for March. First one is Kirby Star Allies, which just came out on Nintendo Switch on the 16th. Um, did you see anything about that? Yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. Um, it's four players, which I think is kind of cool. I'm not, I haven't played a Kirby game in a long time, but they were always fun games. Um, I don't think I'm yeah. gonna get it, but it's it looks cool. I mean, if I needed something to play on the Switch, or maybe when I travel or something, it's something I would consider getting. Especially like to play with my wife or something, we could play together. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I remember as a kid playing Kirby on the N sixty four. I think on some handhelds. I probably, I mean, played Kirby and Super Smash, which isn't really the same game, but um, I had a little connection to Kirby as a kid. But I uh, we same played boat Game as you. Boy Kirby. Yeah, didn't we? I feel like we did. Yeah, I'm, we played I'm, it on I, one of the Game Boys. Yeah, like I, I totally don't want to look it up to see what games came out on Kirby. Yeah, but but uh, I, I I think I'm in the same boat as you. I think I'm just gonna skip this Kirby adventure unless it turns out to be something really cool and people yeah. just love it. But, uh, we'll see if IGN gives it like amazing reviews or something and everyone's like raving about it. Maybe I'll get it. But um, for now I'll probably stick. I've got other things to play and I'm not trying to spend a lot of money right now. But mm-hmm. um, plus see if the use is coming out, which. It's our, our next, next one. Oh my gosh, what a segue. <laughs> right, yeah, so CFPs, I'm actually really excited about this one. Um, it's coming out on the 20th, so it's like, what, like Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or something. Who knows? Um, I think Tuesday. CFPs is coming out for PC and Tuesday. Xbox One. Yep, it is uh, you know, really being supported and pushed by Microsoft. And it is going to be cross-platform and cross-play. Or play anywhere. Cross-play and play anywhere. Meaning you can buy it once and you own it on PC and Xbox. And you can play it on both, and you can play together with PC to Xbox, like with your friends. So it yeah. kind of, you know, they definitely are really pushing this one for Windows 10 and Xbox One. That'll be cool. I've actually played a bunch of the beta already, um, so I kind of know a little bit about what it's about. Um, have you t- played any of it or seen any footage? I've seen some footage, and I heard a lot of the. I listened to all the IGN podcasts. I, I heard them talk rave about it when the beta was out, and then you told me all about it when the beta was going and. It, mm-hmm. it looks interesting. It looks like a fun, like, multiplayer, like, chill kind of game. Like, pick it up every now and then. It doesn't seem like a super hardcore MMO kind of thing or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be too much progression. I think the developers were saying most of the progression is going to be like, cosmetic. So, like, you'll get different parts for your ship, maybe, or your clothing or different weapons. There is a little bit of weapon progression because you have to buy shotguns and snipers and things like that. Um, they have spy glasses and shovels. And you basically go around on a pirate ship stopping at different islands the whole map is water and islands and you just go from island to island picking up missions and voyages and exploring and fighting other players you can kill anyone you come across that's not in your crew um you the small ships are easier to pilot or or, gosh i think you call them pilot or whatever you call manning a ship crewing a ship you know but the smaller ships are a little easier you can put down a sail play with the anchor spin the the wheel you know uh, the bigger ships, it's a little harder to see when you're steering, so you have to kind of have like a teammate or a group of players to kind of one up to tell you where you're going and one to look at the map and a couple to operate the cannons and the anchor. The anchor's heavier, so it takes like more people to bring up the anchor faster. Um, and then the combat's really cool for Sea of Thieves. So you shoot cannonballs, and your ship takes on water wherever the cannonball hit. And then as the ship starts to sink, 
the higher up poles on the ship start to take on water and start to sink faster. And then you can be on the inside of the ship putting planks up against it and nailing them in to stop the water. And then you can have other players with buckets bailing the water out. So if you're in a big ship, you have to run down to the bottom floor, get the water, run up to the top deck and throw it off the side of the ship. So like, it's just a very um, combat intensive, you know, I want to say realistic, you know, pirate experience, but it's still a cartoon and it's still a little goofy. Um, the combat's kind of wonky, like the aiming isn't very... I think it's well designed, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's realistic per se, but it's like, it. the design is cool, they made it very team-based, and they took into a lot of, like, took in, like, thought of a lot of things, you know? Like, they thought of, like, oh, if you get hit, you're gonna take on water, you know what I mean? Tried to make it well thought it out. Yep. Um, that's, I mean... That's Sea of Thieves. It looks good. We're probably going to have a whole episode on it here once we, we get in and play it. Um, so we'll, we'll move along here, but that does look good. We're both going to be playing that, and a couple of yeah. our friends too. So. Um, the next game coming out is on 3DS, and it's being released in the U.S. on the 23rd, and it's called Detective Pikachu. And that is actually having its own movie being made, starring Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu, so it's going to be like Deadpool Pikachu. And uh, <laughs> basically... The story premise for Detective Pikachu, as far as we know, is it's a talking Pikachu who teams up with another person and they solve Pokemon crimes in the Pokemon world. Uh, most of the Pokemon don't talk, but Detective Pikachu does talk English. So, um, I guess that's what that is. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think the game sounds silly. I kind of think the movie sounds silly. I'll probably see it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not on in theaters, but like if, if I drag you to see it, maybe you'll see it. Maybe if um, you drag me to see it, or if uh, maybe I'll wait and see what people think of it, you know, and what people yeah. say about it. But it, like, it, I don't know. It just sounds like it's for kids, really. You know, it does. I'm not so sure. I'd probably watch a trailer or two. I don't even know if I'll. I probably won't even play the game unless it turns out being really good. I don't play a lot of Pokemon spinoffs, despite being a yeah. big Pokemon fan. I I don't play any Pokemon spinoffs. But I mean, just, it's a cool idea. I'm sure the kids might like it, and yeah. apparently, it's a successful franchise, or else they wouldn't. I think it's popular in Japan or something. It is. You know? So actually, they had it in two parts. There was Detective Pikachu Part One and Part Two released in Japan, two different games. And the gotcha. U.S. version is going to be both versions in one, so you get both games in one. The U.S. version. Uh, I can't remember what they said. It's like twelve or fifteen hours of gameplay or something, something like that. Okay. Um, the next game coming out, I don't really know anything about, but I can read you a synopsis for it, is Far Cry 5. And that's being uh, put up by Ubisoft on the 27th. It's coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, let's see here. We pull up their Ubisoft's official website for it, and it says, Welcome to Hope County, Montana, land of the free and the brave, but also home to a fanatical doomsday cult known as the Project at Eden's Gate is threatening the community's freedom. Stand up to the cult leaders, Joseph Seed and the Heralds, as you spark the fires of resistance that will liberate the besieged community. Join the resistance. Cool. Um, sounds, yeah. It sounds interesting. I typically like Ubisoft games, but like especially like like this, like you know the Assassin's Creed and the um, what's it called, the uh, Watch Dogs and stuff like that, but. And like I, oh, I think I almost bought like one of the Five Cries, like Far Cries. It was like the primal one, which sounded really cool. And there was like you could like train animals and ride them. But there was cool. so this much one, other stuff coming out that holiday season. I 
don't this think. was definitely a first person shooter like looking at the screenshots you're definitely yeah. in first person shooter mode i don't know i've never played any of the far cries so i won't be able yeah. to give you too much opinion on this but if you want a first person shooter yeah and you know something about far cry it does look kind of cool i'm sure Plenty of people are very excited for it. Looks like it's coming out to everything, every single I mean, it's, platform. It's one of the big games. Yeah, it's, it's like a big AAA game, you know. Okay. Um. Hey, let's move over to the upcoming movies. Uh, as we know, Tomb Raider, the the reboot movie series, uh, just came out this week on Friday, and you and me both saw that. Uh, just, and we'll cover more about it in the discussion. But I, overall, I enjoyed it. Did you like it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Our wives, meh, but uh, we enjoyed it. <laughs> My wife actually liked it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, Rebecca, I think enjoyed it, but like wasn't. I don't know. Wasn't. wasn't My wife said she liked it a lot more than she thought she would. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. So you know, there's that. I mean, um, she's pretty tough. You know, she's cool. She's yeah, too much. She's kind of like a Wonder Woman kind of character. You know. Yeah. Which I think is cool. I think the actress did a great job with it. I thought the ending, which we won't spoil, um, but like there's a cut scene. A little scene after the right as the credits roll, and I know they were trying to like tie it into the video game in a in a kind of a humorous way, but I thought it was a little cheesy, but eh, it worked, you know. I liked it. I liked the ending. I thought it was good. It was cute, right? Um, all right. So another movie coming out that I'm actually super stoked for is Ready Player One. Now we've both seen trailers for this. It's coming out on the 29th. It's based off of a book from an author. I know I'm just full of information here. Um, I can't tell you his name off the top of my head, but he was a first-time author. This was his first book, and I believe he lives in Texas, and he wrote it. It's a sci-fi book. Um, it's about a character who um, lives in a world that virtual reality is like an everyday thing. And headsets are issued by the government so everybody can get into this virtual reality world. School is taught in this virtual reality world, so kids put on their headset and go to school. Uh, there's currency in the virtual reality world is worth as much as this, it is if this not more. info you're talking about though is all based on the book right you, correct because you don't we haven't seen the movie yet you know what i mean so this could technically change in the movie cause right like, right this could be a completely big... different you know what i mean it, it is its, its own thing but but it's probably going to follow some of the same lines you know? yeah it might be like a twilight scenario you know where yeah. it's like it follows a lot from the book but they obviously i mean no movies to books are going to follow exactly they're definitely different mediums. It's a, it's a different medium, and so you have to present it in a different way. You can't present exactly. people's thoughts as much as you can and what they're thinking, so you have to do it in other ways. Exactly. But but that's the gist of what it is. And the gist of the storyline from what we know going in until you see the movie, I mean, is without spoiling anything, because I'm not going to give you any spoilers on how it ends or anything, but the, the gist is that the guy who owns the virtual reality world is giving it away to somebody like Willy Wonka. That's how I always explain it. And they have yeah. to do a competition to find something within the game, and the winners get control of the video game and all the money, and they become rich and become the next Willy Wonka. You know, and that's kind of the gist of it. Um, you've seen a trailer. I've seen the trailer. I read the book. The trailer is kind of like what you just, it pretty much is what you explained. It's like, hey, there's a revolution because, you know, the guy is giving up the game. You know what I mean? And whatever. So, so pretty did, much did all it, it look interesting away. to you? Did it make you want to run out and see it? I'll be honest, the trailer doesn't make it interesting. I know there's a lot of hype around the book, and so I do want to see it, and I probably will end up seeing it in theaters. If not, mm -hmm. definitely when it comes out elsewhere. But it looks, I'm curious about it. If it gets like terrible reviews, I might not end up seeing it until it comes out on DVD. But for the most part, I plan on seeing it. Cool. 
Yep. Um, I definitely plan on seeing it. Me and the wife will definitely go see it because I, I enjoyed the book so much and I actually bought the author's second book. It just came out a little while ago. Oh, um, cool. But I'm like halfway through that book and it's, it just didn't grab me as much. Maybe I haven't been reading as much, um, but it's still good. So gotcha. I'll probably end up finishing it. Um, we can actually move on to the next thing, though. We have nope. one last piece of news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo Direct, right? Yep. Alrighty, yeah, I'll talk about this for a sec. So this was actually pretty cool. I watched, yeah, but a good chunk of it. I, I skipped through some of the beginning. Like, as I, if I saw a game I didn't really care about, you know, I kind of skipped, or I, I fast-forwarded mm. a little bit. Maybe well, skipped it was like, sections. It was like 30 minutes long, right? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of long. It was like a little, it was almost 40 minutes. Um, but yeah, no, it's pretty cool. I like to, I like to watch them when they come out, because, like, or at least, like, the bigger ones, especially mm-hmm. if they announce something cool. And, um, there was, like, some, some games, like, uh, they announced, like, What's it called? The Luigi's Mansions coming to 3DS or whatever they're remaking or remastering something and sending it to. I don't know. Like interesting. That. Yeah, people, people liked like it, but it's on 3DS. Everyone's like, why isn't it on Switch? You know what I mean? Like, if it was on Switch, I'd care more, but it's not. So. Well, that's the thing. Nintendo is not killing the 3DS or the 2DS. Like you would think they were, but they yeah? after they and after this the Switch is... came out, they actually yeah. released a 2DS XL, and they have video yeah. games coming out the whole time. So it's it's kind of like a confusing message. We all thought that. They they, they've always done off. that though. Like it's weird. The continuous support is a lot though. Like they released a whole nother system. Yeah. After it, you know what I mean? Which is was just like we have no but, idea what they're doing right it's now. It's been out for so long. That 3DS platform has been out for so long, and there's so many. I think younger. It's more of like a younger audience kind of thing. The Switch was targeted yeah. more for like console. You know, maybe like I would guess like high school and up kind of. You know, mm-hmm. and then you I. Know, but, but, but see, my opinion is, why would they cancel it if it was still making money? They wouldn't. Yeah. You know, as long as it's still bringing it's money, they're not going to pull the plug on it. Especially. I mean, that's why Pokemon released to 3DS, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So. But anyway, so yeah, that was interesting. I actually, I've been, so Splatoon, they, they, had, they announced some new, like, content for Splatoon, like a payable DLC download kind of thing, like a new, more single player mode, which... Single player mode was new to the Splatoon, I think, that came out on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, this is one of those games where like I really wanted to buy it, and then like I didn't end up getting it for some reason. And then, you know, I'm kind of interested in it. But like, and the, honestly, the DLC looked really cool, and because it has a pretty good single player portion, I'm usually not huge into like only online, you know, multiplayer games unless it's like mm-hmm. a MOBA or something that I'm into, like Wii. But like, I like to be able to get on by myself play and have fun you know and so Mm -hmm. that's actually something that like if i find myself needing something or you know i don't know there's a chance i might end up picking that up this summer when it all comes out they might have like a so the game and the dlc included you know what i mean mm -hmm. kind of like a package which honestly it looks cool i know you have it i played a little bit of it at your house it's a pretty cool game yeah so so the single player my my opinion of it is it's not that great it's kind of dry and kind of like uh, it's text, so there's no voiceover, so it's like squiggly, squiggly, squiggly. And, you, and it goes, you go to the base, and then he goes squiggly, squiggly, squiggly. And then it tells you the text, and he says, shoot so many places blue or purple or green. And you kind of run uh, around, and it's like you turn into a squid to get past certain obstacles, and you and you shoot it's like along the wall. It's a tutorial, right? Yeah, but it, then it kind of gets a little bit more in-depth, but not really enough to justify like calling it a single-player campaign. It okay. kind of is, but right. it's kind of weak. So maybe that's uh, the, why they're doing this. Well, the multiplayer is a totally different experience because I, I love Splatoon. I played it a whole bunch. Um, the multiplayer is cool because it's it's a kind of like a third person 
shooter instead of a first person. I guess it is a third person shooter. And you squ- you squirt ink all over the place. If you've never played Splatoon, you it's like paintball but with ink, and you squirt ink all over the place. And then you can turn into a squid and swim through the ink. Any ink that's your team's color, you can swim through. Any ink that's not your team's color, it's the enemy team, you get pulled out of. You know, you go really slow and you kind of sludge through it and you take damage sometimes. And then you can shoot other players with ink to make them take damage. Or you can use different weapons like sniper ones and paint rollers and dualies and all kinds of stuff. But it's basically the object is like to paint the surfaces of the map. Exactly. Your so team's color end, and whoever has the most percentage of color on the map wins. Yes. Now there's also a survival mode to the game, which I haven't gotten to try out because they lock it down to a specific time. Like you can only play it these days. Like in 48 hours, it's unlocking. You can play it, and it's a co-op four-player survival mode where you fight off hordes of stuff. Oh, that and sounds that looks, really cool. It looks awesome. But every time I go to play Splatoon, it's not available. And it says, coming up in 24, 40 hours. And I'm like, well, great, but I'm going to forget about it. You know? And then I forget that's about odd. it. It's odd. Why I hate, you should be I able to just get on, if it's play with your friends. That's weird. Yeah. And you might be able to. You might be able to do it and play locally with friends, but you can't do it by yourself. So I can oh. never jump in and do it by myself. I have to do it. So it's, I don't know. I'm not definitely not a Splatoon expert, but I've played quite a few hours of it, at least in the double digits, and uh, lots of the PvP and stuff. So I really enjoyed it. The voice support really isn't there, which kind of sucks, or else you could play it with friends a little more easily. And yeah. then the it's weird... one of those things, like, if Rebecca liked it, I think we would have fun with it. But mm-hmm. if not, maybe not. Well, it doesn't go two-player on the same console. That also oh, is a huge disappointment. Yeah, okay. That is kind of... So, had it been, me and, me and the wife would have played the heck out of it. Yeah. Because um, she enjoyed it too. I let her play it. And we were like, man, this is awesome. And when I yeah. bought it, I was under the impression it was two player. Because it says yeah. like two to four. I feel like it would be a really good intro for like um, uh, like two shooters. You know what I mean? Because Rebecca's terrible at first person shooters. You know what I mean? So this might be a good like way to get her used to the thing. And it's kind of yeah. silly and fun. So it wouldn't be like she's like dying all the time, you know? Right. right. All right. Well, um, is there anything else in the Nintendo Direct? Oh, yeah, of course. So, the... Where was I? So, yeah, Splatoon. And then the, the big announcement was, like, the teaser at the end. They, like, kind of goofed. They, like, they started off by showing the characters. They just released, like, or, like, two characters from Splatoon, like, moving around or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they, like, pan out into this huge um, uh, Smash Brothers logo, like, flaming Smash Brothers logo with, like, a silhouette of, like, a dark silhouette of all the... Uh, like, a bunch of characters in it that, like, there's, like, you know, you can kind of guess and see, or like, you can pick out a few that, you like, you know, you know, what they look like and stuff. It kind of mm-hmm. showed the, they showed off the new Zelda, so, or a Link from the new Zelda game, so, like, in his new garb, like, the blue garb or whatever, like, Breath of the Wild garb, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty kind of cool. Um, so, so, so then what they're implying is that this is a new Super Smash Brothers and not a port. So, so there's a little bit of debate about it, but honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume... I'm pretty confident it's just a new... Because, like, I mean, really all they are, all the past versions have been, is, like, the same game, essentially, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they might upgrade the graphics a little bit here or there, but, like, it's probably just going to be just a whole new version, but it's... I mean, it's essentially the same game it always is, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a brawler. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, but, I'm yeah, I'm stoked. I'm really excited. I'm excited for the online play. I'm excited to get into it, finally, and, like, try to get into the competitive scene, because I know they'll have that. They're going to target it towards the um like you know that online side because they're trying to come out with like the the paid online 
There's actually a local gaming lounge here right around where we live, and they host like a weekly Super Smash Bros. tournament. So yeah. if you, I mean, you want to get into yeah. the esports scene, you could actually go locally and play as well. Also, they'll have online tournaments and stuff. I'm I sure. just I just want to try playing online. You know what I mean? Play with Rebecca. I'm sure she'll enjoy it. At least I'm going to jump while. right back into playing Fox, Star Fox. Of course, of course. Star I'm probably going to try out some other ones too, like Zelda. Like I want to try out the new Link, um, and maybe a few others. Yeah, I'll try out some other ones. But I'll yeah, no, definitely. I'll probably bounce around. I'm sure I'm going to play some Kirby. I'll probably play some Pikachu. Now that I'm a little more of a Pokemon fan than I was during the original Super Smash release. So I'll probably play some of the Pokemon characters. Kirby, obviously. Uh, Link, Did you play Link any of is... the older Smash Bros? I've only ever played the... We played. We had the N64 one, and then I think I dabbled. Like, people had, like, the GameCube one, and then, like, mm-hmm. I, then played I, a... I played it, like, uh, like, you know, with them, you know, like, at someone's house or something. But we never I... owned those consoles. So I never... I've played just about every Super Smash Brothers. So I played a lot of the original one, N64. And then in high school, I had a buddy who owned a GameCube. And I went over there every weekend, usually, and hung out with him, went running with him. And then we'd play Super Smash on his GameCube, and his sister would join us sometimes. So I played a lot of the GameCube Super Smash. And then I own the Wii Super Smash. And I also own the Nintendo 3DS Super Smash. Oh, and cool. I was pleasantly surprised by the 3DS because it really feels just like the exact same game. Even on, it is a handheld with a smaller screen, but it feels like the exact same game. And they just did a, such a good job of capturing the full game in a handheld. In smaller yeah. screen, you I can was even really go close online. to buying that. You can play on online with other people on your 3DS. So it's nuts. It's like you're not missing anything, you know? So it's just cool that way. And then I'm definitely going to buy the new one. We'll both buy it and jump right in and play it as soon as it comes out. So. Right, that was, yeah, that was the big reveal. So. That was the big reveal. That's pretty much it. And that's probably going to come out, I would assume, this holiday season. But, like, I, like, we don't actually know. You know, like, they kind of announced, like, the Mario game, like, last, like you know, last year. Like, mm-hmm. that it was going to come out, you know, and then they released it in the fall. So, we're assuming, no. I think people are generally assuming it's going to come out this, like, some, this, uh, I'm sorry, this winter for, like, mm-hmm. the holiday season. But nobody's no, I, actually, nothing's official yet. No, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts that are, Pokemon podcasts, go figure. And um, they suspect that Super Smash will be this fall's game for the Switch because Nintendo as a whole is going to want to keep the Switch going. Switch sales, Switch games. And this fall, it was either going to be a Mario game or a Super Smash game or a Pokemon game. They have a couple of big franchises. And we think it's going to be Super Smash this year. And Pokemon will be the next game because Pokemon sells consoles. And the moment they announce a Pokemon game coming out, that's going to be the next one. But they haven't announced it yet this year, which means it probably won't come out this fall. It could, yeah. but I don't know. Another big one on the horizon is the new Metroid game, too, which people are speculating might come out next year as well. I don't know. Now, I don't think Metroid's that big of a game. Now, I know lots of people like Metroid, but I think it's really I think, a niche. I think if I they think turn it into, like, a, if they do what they did to the Zelda... You know, Breath of the Wild, if they, like, remix it like that and make it, like, epic, I think it could be a very, be potentially a very big game. But I, I know what you're saying. It's not as, like, widely... It's, it's not. Like, it's not, not a Mario game. Mario. It's not as big as probably even Kirby. And Kirby's not that big. And it's definitely not as big as Pokemon. It's not as big as Zelda. It's not. Like, there's not that many, as many people play. But there is a hardcore fan base I think it has the potential it. to be that, though. And the fan base is, like, super dedicated. Yeah, they're very loud and very dedicated yeah. to it, so they want it, they want it, they want it. But So maybe it'll be like a supplement that year to the Pokemon game. Like, maybe it'll come out earlier that year 
or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, or whatnot. Who knows? Yeah. Do you know, does well, Pokemon usually come out in the fall? Always? Um, gosh, I, I don't know, honestly. Okay, then, um, yeah. All right, well, we'll do but, more research, and we'll talk about it again on another cast, I'm sure. Sounds good. Before it all comes out. I think it's time to move on to our topic for the day. Our discussion topic sounds good. So welcome to the discussion today. We're going to be talking about Tomb Raider, the franchise as a whole. We're going to talk about the video games, the movies, kind of when they came out, how they tied together, and our thoughts on the latest Tomb Raider movie, as well as the recent additions to the franchise and the new game that has just recently been announced, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, coming out later this year. So, um, the franchise started out in 1996 with the first Tomb Raider game being released, and five years later in 2001, the first movie was released starring Angelina Jolie, and it was based on that first video game. Then there was a bunch of video games after that, Tomb Raider 2, Tomb Raider 3, and then a bunch of Tomb Raider, etc., 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 where they kind of kept doing little spin-off adventures. Those games heavily influenced the Tomb Raider 1 and 2 starring Angelina Jolie. Um, they, they drew a lot of inspiration, like the, her mansion and the, the two guns and the kind of overall look of the character. And the butler played a, played a role in the original games where you could he'd follow you around the mansion bugging you and you could lock him in rooms. And then he also follows her around the mansion in the movie and he gets her everything she needs, you know, like a butler would. So they just drew a lot, a lot of the grounds, the training grounds that are outside the mansion from the original games. She also has a lot of training grounds in that first movie series. You get to see, you know, her fighting a giant robot and things like that. As to where the new games are a little different than that. But what's your experience with, with the old games or the old movies? Um, the old movies? Okay, so we, we played a I think I played, like, when I was a kid, I might have dabbled a little bit. We don't think we ever owned the Tomb Raider game. Or maybe we owned one. I don't know. But uh, I didn't play much of the Tomb Raider games. I saw them played. But I was really big into the movies. I don't know. I don't think we were into them Maybe not when they first came out, but like shortly after, I think we got them on DVD or something and watched through. I've actually seen them quite a few times over the years. Um, just I haven't, I haven't seen them for a few years. It's been a few years since I watched them. I think I made Rebecca watch them, my wife. So I think we went back. I think I've, I've seen them somewhat recently. Did you, you know like I mean? them recently when you watched them? Did you? I did. There's, they're kind of, it's more nostalgia. Just like, oh, that was, yeah, I remember this, or you know what I mean. And it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, they're good. They're, they're entertaining movies, I would say. I found them entertaining. I don't think they're, like, critically awesome movies, you know, but I don't really mm-hmm. care about the critics that much. Um, I, but, I feel uh, like the old video games and the old the older movies now kind of give her, like, a super badass, invincible feel. Um, more so, like, less human, more pro-killer, pro-explorer. She was very, the way- like, the female Indiana Jones. Kind well, of. actually, I, yeah, well, I feel like the new ones portray her more as Indiana Jones, where she's more human. Oh. She makes mistakes. Indiana Jones makes mistakes. That's a good. Sometimes. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I, and I think the old ones make her more like a superhuman, and the new yeah. ones make her more like a normal human, like Indiana Jones. And that's yeah. so. But now, in case you didn't know, when we're talking about the new ones, we're talking about the reboot that the series received in 2013. They rebooted the whole Tomb Raider series with a new game called Tomb Raider. And then a couple years later, they released Rise of the Tomb Raider, 
uh, for Xbox One, and I believe it's on PS4 now as well. There's also one in between that. In 2014, they released the Laura Croft and the Temple of Orsis. Orsis? Really? What was that? Well, I think, was that just a, a, a handheld game? Like a Windows only. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't. It was PS4, Xbox. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It just says it's in here. I'm looking at a, like a table of all the, the games. I didn't actually play it. It might have yeah. been like an add-on or just, I don't know. Could have been like DLC or something, perhaps, but like its own spin-off playable DLC. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I didn't even know that thing existed. But I do know yeah. that they had Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then September 14th, 2018, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is coming out. And those video games, especially the first one titled Tomb Raider, is what inspired this new movie um, that just came out two days ago um, called Tomb Raider. So, um, This yeah. character is the one we're talking about. Seems a little more human, more like Indiana Jones. She gets injured a lot. She's learning. She starts off with a bow and arrow I think, instead of guns. I think guns. the culture affects movies and games and like the the way they change over time and i think the old tomb raider hat was, was like you know what i mean like it was one of the, like it was like a little earlier on and i don't really remember that much of the culture back then because i was young but i'm assuming that kind of affected it then and like today like this whole wonder woman like vibe is going up strong where it's like you know but like really cool movies you know with uh you know female leads and things like that which i think is awesome and i really enjoyed the movie but yeah i was just thought that was yeah, I, I agree with you on that, actually. So I think that back then, more James Bond style, that, that would yes. be a good reference. Yeah, She's like, like Invincible. Kind of. Yeah. And nowadays, she... people want something more human, more real. You know, um, maybe it's just the, the flavor, the way Hollywood's portraying their movies right now. But it seems to be lots of movies are coming out that way. Even the new Star Wars movies have a lot more humanized characters. And they make more more mistakes than they used to. They have a little more modern day humor put in them because uh, that seems to be the, the way movies are, are being made. Yeah. Um, the, the game, the new games. So we can talk a little bit about that because you and me have actually both played um, a good portion or different parts of these two latest Lara Croft video games. Um, the first one being Tomb Raider itself. I know you played it over at my house. I, yeah. I've basically almost beaten the game. I've spent a lot of time playing it. Um, sometimes I have trouble finishing long games. I just play them a whole bunch and get lost exploring them and never quite finish them and then move on to other games because I like to play a lot of games. Um, but I've played enough of that game. To... Yeah, I think we both have a similar philosophy of like, once you kind of stop having fun on a game, there's no reason to finish it. You know what I mean? Like, Right. If it's a great game and you had fun, and sometimes, like you said, you kind of get carried away doing like some of the nuances and things like that, or like exploring. Like in this game, there's so much. These the newer versions, there's so much to like added content to explore in the world. You know, like you don't have to just do the story. So I think that's it's kind of what happened with me in the second game as well, The Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. So if you've never played one of these games and you're wondering if it's for you, I'd definitely say watch a little footage of the game. Um, I actually caught the first one, the first. Tomb Raider you could get for free because they did a free month on Xbox where you're able to download the full game for no charge as long as you're an Xbox Live member. And then the second one I purchased full price because I liked the first one. But if you never played the games, you play as Lara Croft and you're the Tomb Raider and believe it or not, you raid tombs. <laughs> um, but you, you run around in the latest ones, it's a little more open world. 
and you run around exploring, collecting, crafting materials, pursuing the main storyline, which is to stop Trinity from capturing ancient artifacts or deadly weapons or whatever they're after. So you, you kill people, you fight things, you hunt, you craft things, and then all while you're playing the whole game, there's optional tombs laid throughout the whole game. And each tomb is its own puzzle, kind of like playing Breath of the Wild Zelda. It's got you got to solve it. You got to think. You have to do something to solve that puzzle. And these are all optional through as you play through the game. And you can do them and get rewards for them and get achievements and kind of makes your character stronger too. Or you can just rush through the game playing the main storyline and avoid all the tombs. But this, the main storyline does have puzzles in it too. At least yes. the Rise of the Tomb Raider does. I know it has a lot of puzzles and things in it. Yeah, um, I like the games overall. I think the storyline's compelling. I think the optional areas are cool. I like the puzzles, although some of them can be a little frustrating. Um, but that's, I mean, if you like puzzles, then you'll like Worst comes to worst, you look up the answer online and you move on. You know what I mean? If you're getting frustrated and you still want to play the game because you like the game, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you might as well. I, like yeah, I, I, I think I, I really like the combat in the game. I like the yeah. bow and arrow to the weapons. You can I do too, yeah. Handguns, machine guns, you can upgrade them. I like that you get slow motion sometimes, um, where you can I, I get really a reaction. Like the third person combat, like I, because I, like I don't know if you realized it, but it, it's like a third person, like shooter kind of almost, like mm-hmm. action shooter. You know what I mean? Like you can do like I, melee and things too. I really like that, like the Assassin's Creed type um, play style. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, and I really like played... that about it. So Assassin's Creed is like a melee version of that, you know? So like it kind of has... But the later games have a lot of range in them. And like the newest Assassin's Creed, very ranged. And so is... And then also I played a lot of um, the Watch Dogs, which is like third-person shooter, a lot of it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Which I I honestly like that style. I like it better than um, like first-person shooter, personally. Mm -hmm. But Lots of the the combat actually reminds me of like a faster-paced Resident Evil. If you've never played a Resident Evil game, those are third person. You're looking over the shoulder most of the time. Um, sometimes they, some of them, I believe, have first person. It's very intense. I'll put but it yeah, that way. Yeah. yeah. It, you shoot, it, there's you look some over tense, your shoulder. tense moments where, like, you turn around and, like, a bear's running at you. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a little, it can get a little tense. Like, I think my uh, my wife was like, yeah, even me, that's one of the reasons that I stopped playing it is because I'd get home from work and, like, I'd want to play the game and I'd get on and then I'd I'd leave, like, extremely tense, you know what I mean, from the game. Mm-hmm. I just want to relax when I come home. So and eventually I was just like, it's, eh, I'm done, the, you know. The death I scenes, made it over halfway. But the death the, scenes the are always one. very graphic, too. If she gets, she steps oh, in yeah. a bear trap, it, like, crushes this her one, leg and she dies. Or yeah. she falls off a cliff and she screams and hits the bottom and dies. And you have in to the watch movie, the whole death sequence. In the every movie, time. I was just, like, waiting for it to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes. like, cause, like, because the games do, like, a really good job of making it feel like a movie. Like, the graphics, like, the newer ones, like, they look really cool and really, like, realistic. And there's, like, really cool cutscenes and things like that. And so I think it looks a lot like the movie, but and it looks fun and it's, it's a fun game. Yeah, I like the movie. Um, I read an interview recently in, um, I believe it was PC Gamer Magazine, um, or it was Xbox, the official magazine, one of the two. I read an interview where they were interviewing the director and how he enjoyed working with uh, the actress that played Tomb Raider and uh, just the overall, where they drew all their inspiration from. And it really sounded like they were trying to do their own thing they both played the first couple video games and parts of them and kind of got the idea of it. But then they actually did their own storyline that kind of 
contradicts a little bit from the video games because they didn't want to be tied down to it. They were more concerned with making a good movie than they were making a video game movie. And that's probably why I think it turned out a little better than some video game movies do. Um, overall, I guess we can talk about the movie for a second because we talked a little bit about it and what we did this week, but um, a little more in depth, you know, uh, the movie. What did you think of it overall? Did you like the storyline, the characters, the acting? You know, what would you so, give out of 10 maybe? You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, out of 10? Um, so my, because of like personal, like just my personal 1 out of 10 rating or like, you know, Sure. Would probably be like a seven point five eight. I really enjoyed it, but that's because I'm a fan of Tomb Raider, and I really like, you know, she's just really, really cool character. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the story. I thought they did a much better job than like, for instance, Assassin's Creed was. I, I like. I enjoyed that movie, but it was terrible. I, I'm not gonna deny it. It was absolutely terrible. Like the plot of it, you know what I mean. I don't know if you ended up seeing that one, but like compared I didn't make to that, it through. I only watched half the movie from my life. <laughs> compared to that, it's like night and day different like that one i probably would have given like a four or five this one you know definitely i liked it um like i said someone who's maybe not as big of a fan of tomb raider or like maybe not of like maybe not like it as much but like you said our wives like i mean they enjoyed it they were it wasn't like you know we, we kind of they probably wouldn't have seen it without us but <laughs> actually my right. wife did want to see it she actually did want to go see it okay so my wife actually didn't want to see it up until like the week it was coming out and she was like okay i'll see it with you but before yeah. that, she was like, you can just go see this by yourself. You know, she wants like, to see Ready Player One with me. She usually likes to see most movies that come out with me. We usually have pretty similar tastes. But she just, she wasn't too interested in the Tomb Raider character or franchise as a whole because of the Angelina Jolie movies. And I guess she didn't like those, perhaps, you know. So then she just didn't really want to see more of the same. But it was wildly different. It's a completely different movie, a different character. There's really no ties I thought the story was good. Like they put thought into it. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. they did it. They put thought into it. It felt like a video, like like the video games. You know, like that kind of story to it. Like oh, where she's solving they... it. There was puzzles in it. You know what I mean? It was there was like a twist in the end. There was a couple twists along the way. You know what I mean? Like they... I did enjoy the puzzle solving actually aspect. That was cool. That they took time to show her thinking through and messing up and solving puzzles just like the real game you know you're like, yeah you're... like like at the end of um like it was it was kind of reminded me a lot of the of like indiana jones at the end where like you know there's like booby traps you know what i mean in the in the, mm-hmm. in the tomb and things like that and i really liked that you know what i mean she was solving the puzzles you're trying to solve it too you know what i mean like there's like riddles and things like that they did a really good job it wasn't just like super predictable the characters i thought were really cool like the guy the asian guy um like the the, the boat driver Lou or Leanne or something whatever his name was yeah you know, I think driver. he might play a bigger role in the video game or something I don't know I feel like or he or if like they were to ever come out with a sequel I feel like he would play a, bit, a role he could play a role in it like they did a really good job because like they didn't you know like it, I don't know I thought they did a good job with making him likable she was really likable the dad was interesting very interesting character and the villain was actually really cool I liked him too I liked the villain as well I thought he was played um the acting was really good on him i thought yeah. he was conical uh, believable i i liked him i liked the villain like i was sad to see him die i kept wanting them he's like you know throughout the whole movie he keeps pushing them like hey we can be friends you know you know we yes. don't all, we don't all have to kill each other and yeah you know he and made sense like, nope, we're gonna you know what i mean <laughs> like he wasn't just like an unreasonable bad guy like it it kind of made sense like why not just give him what he wants you know what i mean like it was exactly. very it, 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 
had I thought it had a good plot to it. I like I enjoyed the movie. I did too. With the plot, as far as that goes, what surprised me a lot was the beginning of the movie. It takes place in London for the first like at least third of the movie. Yeah, almost. yeah, that was it's, interesting. It's all, and it almost feels like a a normal movie, and you're like, wait, where's the tombs? Where's yeah. the <laughs> she's running around on a bicycle? There's plenty of tombs. There's plenty of tombs. Don't worry about, about paying her rent. You know, like, this, yeah. who is this? And they took time to really give a backstory to Develop the character, which was good. Something they don't do in a lot of other movies, you know? Yeah. So it was yeah. good. I mean, like, I agree with you. My A lot of my sentiments are right around the same. You know, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked the ending. I liked the beginning. You know, I thought it was a strong story. The acting was good. Um, I wasn't too sure when I first saw who they chose to play Tomb Raider. Um but Rebecca actually knew the actor and liked her. And actually, like, she was very adamant about wanting to see this movie. She actually read about it in, like, some of her magazines and stuff like that. And, like, read about, the, the you know, the actress and, like, what she did to get ready. And was, like, it was very interesting. Like, because she, she gets, like, these, like, female magazines, you know what I mean? Like the, I don't know, like the clothing ones and, like, the athletic ones, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. She she was really into it and really wanted to see it. So I okay, don't know. Okay, okay. Her name cool. is. I think they did marketing. Good marketing. Her name is Alicia Vikander. There you go. That's who played her. Just She's because famous. I, it was bothering me, right? I know. I know lots of people know her. I just it was bothering me. We hadn't mentioned her name, so I needed to look it up so that other people know. I think it's proper to give her credit. So yeah, um, the she director, did a great job. Their director was Roar, like a lion roar. Roar Uthog. Never heard of the guy. Um, you but sure we can see the guy. It's a guy. Okay. The, um, <laughs> a North we- Norwegian director, film director, best known for Frit Vit, Floop, and The Wave. Nothing I've ever heard of, um, but I guess he was chosen to reboot the series. Yeah. I'm curious if, if they'll do like a sequel or something, or if it's just going to kind of feed into the video games. I'm really curious to see how it does. We might mention that in the news section next week. Of like, I'd like to listen to the box office reports and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I'll, we'll kind of probably cool. mention that next week if i remember yeah it sounds good if you remember we can let you guys know how that did um i think that's it for this week is there anything else tomb raider you want to cover no it's a great movie honestly if you're kind of on the fence about it go see it it's pretty cool i liked it support the video game movies it's one of, definitely one of the way, one of the best video game movies i think which isn't saying much but if not the best, I probably but they're getting all, better. So they are, that, but. yeah, they're getting better. I I agree along the same lines. There is support the video game movie industry because we want to see more video game movies. We want to see more of them brought to life. So support it. And Go this watch one's it. worth supporting. You know, it's a really good. There's a really good strong female lead. There's really good plot to it. Really good. The actors are. I thought were did what good did a good job. The story was good. Like it's it's a really enjoyable movie. Go see it. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so that is it for this week. Uh, we thank you guys for listening. And with that, I was your host, DJ. I'm your host, Zeke. And, and peace out. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Half Full Gaming Podcast. This show was created and produced by me, DJ Zahner, and my brother, Zeke Zahner. The music was created by Rebecca Zahner. We invite you to check out our websites at halffullreviews.com and easyrunningcoach.com. If you'd like to support the show, please refer us to a friend or leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to support the show more directly, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash halffullreviews or 
go to halffullreviews.com, scroll to the bottom, and click the PayPal button. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.